Shinty Podcast, where we review and preview the Shinty from all over Scotland with a weekly co-host. This week I've been joined by Sky Kamenak's James Pringle. James, firstly, congratulations on making the Alvance Ballymore final at the weekend, uh, and how have you been keeping since then? Ah, no, thank you very much. It was a good, strong, good, strong game. Uh, keeping all right, yeah, I had my vaccine, so I was a bit zonked today, but apart from that, it's all good. Hangover on a uh, Sunday wasn't great either, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. What, what's worse, today or, or the Sunday hangover? Oh, definitely today. Oh, definitely right, today. okay, okay. You must oh, be keeping yeah. it relatively quiet on Saturday night then, were you? Or is this right, really I bad? Back in yeah, I was back in Edinburgh, so it wasn't the Sky Boys. I think they were a bit worse to wear up on, the, <laughs> up on Sky. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine. Um, so you're just uh, out of curiosity uh, what is it you do for work uh, I'm going to start asking everyone this week because I'll tell you what it was I was putting together the Kamenak Cup final programmes and I was just having a wee flick through and it's actually quite interesting to see what everyone does uh, and I never ask it so you can be the first and uh, on you go sir um, the guinea pig yeah. well no I've just uh, just graduated from uni so I was at Harriet Watt um, in Edinburgh so okay. I'm down in Edinburgh now and I do um, flood defence consulting oh right okay so, like a civil engineer and really but uh, yeah that's yeah. that's no, nice actually, it's going well so far. that's nice of you to you know have a job that i can easily ask loads of questions about i know so much about flood defense engineering yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. that's all right well we'll just move swiftly onwards from that i think <laughs> Fair enough. um we start off every podcast asking the guys to review the previous week's results um so i'm looking for you to tell me who you think had the result of the week the shock of the week and who your player of the match was in your game at the weekend so do you want to start off by telling me who you think had the result of the week well i think the the result of the week was probably the same as the shock of the week so i'll keep it for the shock but um i thought like our result was pretty big i mean mm-hmm. it's always big getting into a, a final um but if you can't choose yourself i'd go kyle's uh, they made short work of Aberdour, probably at their free flowing best um, again. So uh, yeah, I'd say Kyle's winning eight 0 was a was a big one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Kyle's really sort of back with a bang after two sort of heartbreaking defeats in the yeah, last couple know. of weeks. Uh, obviously, the Artemis Macaulay Cup final losing out to Canusi, and then last week, no, yeah, last week losing out against Shield. Um, but yeah, they're they're through to the next round in the Glasgow Celtic Society, which I guess is going to be their their main focus for the rest of the season. Um, in terms of a shock of the week, then, where do you think that's going? Um, yeah, well, uh, won't surprise many, but it was uh, Love It, <laughs> Love It beating. Can you see? I don't think anyone uh, saw that coming at the start of the at the start of the, um, the day. But well, it was a good game. I, I watched it back on the iPlayer there. I was driving down, so I didn't see it live. But um, all the Skyboys were there as well, and they said it was a cracking game. So um, I'd have to say, I mean, Stuart, again, in, in, in the sticks, proving his, proving his worth. Uh, he's unbelievable. <laughs> Boy, and at the other end, I think Bob might want a few of them back, yeah, especially the one where he led it. Yeah. Trundle in on the post. I think that was a bit of a faux pas, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll bounce back. I mean, it's not like Kimi see <laughs> to not win not to win two games on the bounce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're quite right. Uh, going into the game, I was, along with a lot of the rest of the people across the country, probably expecting a Canusi win, especially, you know, just a month earlier, they, they knocked Lovett out of the Macaulay Cup 4-0, uh, which is, oh. although the game wasn't, you know, that clear cut, that's, you know, still a pretty comprehensive scoreline to be turned around. So all credit to Lovett for doing it and getting to the Tullahomes Kamenak Cup final. 
Um, sure that he <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the less said about that, the better. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> head, head down in the Everness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's the same for us, isn't it? In the up in sky. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, Doc. That's fine. Uh, can you please tell me who was the player of the match in your game then? Well, I thought there was quite a few, uh, quite a few good candidates. I mean, you had uh, Sorley scoring two goals for us. Um, obviously he played well and then uh, I thought um, young Campbell Watt for them uh, for everybody he was quite lively and he got his two goals um, mm-hmm. one of them I think Lorraine might one back though but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I thought I um, play the match for us was uh, William Crossell okay. uh, I thought he was unbelievable at the back there he uh, we had um, John Gillis got injured um, playing football um, just before the the game and we were quite short on injuries so he had to play mm-hmm. out of position but I thought him at fullback um was he was absolutely solid he won everything you know just got to stick to everything and he's just an absolute rock which doesn't really suit his play style he's a bit more of like a gazelle where he <laughs> runs about and nicks the ball and that but uh oh, quite brilliant and mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'd go william crossell there big fan of his. okay very good uh, well fair play to him uh, i haven't actually managed to to catch the full highlights but i just watched the goals um on on facebook obviously and uh, yeah i mean a, a strong win for for you guys and as you said at the start it's always good to get to a final um yeah we'll maybe come on and talk a little bit more about that later in the episode but we'll start off by you know you sort of mentioned there who the who the, your player of the match was but can you sort of talk me through last week's game from start to finish yeah well i thought it opened up pretty um pretty cagey the first like 20 odd minutes uh people were just trying to kind of get their like nerves settled kind of get into the game and then sorry they kind of scored a goal out of nowhere it was a absolute rocket so uh that kind of gave us a wee boost um but after that i think they uh, responded quite well and we soaked up a bit of pressure they looked quite good and uh we were kind of back to the wall for a wee bit and then they scored just before halftime so um that was that was a bit of a shame for us but and we did actually score a goal just before just before the half um, ended, but it was ruled offside okay. for the initial phase of play. But uh, I think a few boys were a bit a bit annoyed at that one. But, yeah, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. But as soon as you mentioned that uh, that you did score, but it was offside, I knew it wasn't going to be. And the referee did a good job. <laughs> oh, it never is though. Never is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was fine, and we kind of had the wee team talk. And uh, the second half, we started pretty brightly. Um, I thought and we just kind of started turning the um, the screw a wee bit mm-hmm. uh, and Barlow did a wee our coach Barlow did a wee rotation of the forward line and I think that got us a wee bit of joy and we put Jordy a wee bit further up the park and uh, myself went from uh, Bakshi to Thule, um okay. or half, half forward to Thule we, we call it Bakshi on Sky I don't know if the rest of the, <laughs> no no that's alright I, I knew what it was at least <laughs> but that's that's the minimum expectation of getting the job like you know yeah exactly <laughs> Well, yeah, but uh, Jordy went up and he found a, I found a good pass and um, I found some space on just kind of the right hand side and I could all, all I could hear was my dad screaming at me and he's like, "Don't you pass, you shoot, you shoot!" And then, so, okay, fine, and I I don't know where it came from, but I <laughs> managed to put one in. Um, I, I just want to give a wee shout out as well to I don't know if you've seen the the highlight. There's that wee boy. Uh, underneath the camera <laughs> he's just shouting like wah go wah go <laughs> that was hilarious man he was a cool kid and you got a, a number one <laughs> fan like ah exactly go sign something later <laughs> uh, no he was he was that was cool uh, and Jordy um, again we kind of continued uh, turning the screw and Jordy picked up the ball close to halfway line and then we had a wee move where it went out wide and then uh, chipped it to the back post and um, Sorley was just like 
cool calm collected for that goal just took it on his chest and poked it around him and I think he even did a wee Alan Shearer celebration with his <laughs> arm up I think if you see the Neil G uh, Patterson post like it was quite funny so uh, so that was that and then that was 3-1 you think like oh we're in control of the game we'll kind of score more we had a few chances but nothing really on target and then we fell off a wee bit and Inverady started pushing started pushing and they ended up scoring a goal it was uh, just kind of like a, a chip on target I feel but uh, mm. Rhino just missed it but um, I mean he's been unbelievable for us this season Rhino he's good for three or four saves a game um, but it's almost like the same vein as uh, Stuart McDonald where mm. if, it, if you ping it right in the top corner he'll save it but it's almost like a, a, like a more time to think about it struggles a wee bit more mm. but um, but yeah, no, and then it was just about holding on after they scored the goal, and it was just, yeah, yeah same, same as always, you know, squeaky bum times. So, but yeah, we managed to managed to hold out, and then it was a yeah, buzzing, buzzing feeling for everyone. So Absolutely, and congratulations again. Um, you are talking about squeaky bum time there. Just how nervy were the last five, the last seven minutes, sorry, after Inverady brought it back to 3-2? Oh, yeah, you want to say, like, oh, you trust the defence, they've been really good all season and all that. They, they, are, they have been solid for us um, all year, but uh, I would be lying if I wasn't really nervous. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've seen the game, but there was a moment where um, it was um, my wee brother, actually, Martin Pringle, was playing Bugsy back, and some boy from Inverary chips the ball up, and he goes for this audacious full volley, like 3-2, like, for the last five minutes, and he misses it, and then I think William Crossell, like, you know, sweeped up behind them, but we were saying after the game, Martin, if they scored from that, you'd have had to come down to Edinburgh, change your name, you know, <laughs> you'd never be seen on Sky again, so, yeah, uh, it was nervy, especially when he did that, I mean, he had a good game, apart from that moment, but, yeah, yeah that was kind of the, but yeah, it was nervous, but, like, you got to trust these boys, they're good, they're good Absolutely. at what they do, and they kind of, Absolutely. <laughs> we don't make it easy on ourselves well, only the younger players have that kind of supreme confidence at uh, that stage of the game <laughs> to, to be attempted like, if I hit it, though, if I hit it I would have, it would have ended the game pretty much so I was like oh yeah you're right but <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh, very good um, you scored your second goal of the season on Saturday is that something you're looking to add to your game a bit more some more goals yeah, no, of course it's something you'd you'd like to add, like to add a bit more consistency. Um, I've been playing a lot of wing centre mm-hmm. this uh, this year, which kind of makes it more difficult. You kind of have a wee bit less time up there to get in a rhythm, uh, and it's it's something that I believe I can provide. Um, but like I don't know about like uh, you, but I feel like the goals tend to come in bunches and that. So mm-hmm. when you're feeling confident, when you're feeling sharp, that's when you kind of start going on a run. And if you pretty stop start this season with all the the COVID restrictions and that, so it's been quite hard to get into that groove. Um, also, I'm not <laughs> the best at shooting, but that's <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely something I like to add, and like I'll be working on it on the the off season, and hope to bring it next season when we've got the steady, uh, hopefully a steadier flow of games. Anyway, so, yeah, 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 definitely, absolutely. Um, we're sort of uh, you got one this weekend so if they come in banters we'll be expecting one or two this uh, this coming week against Le Havre then but we won't say too much about that just now um, yeah we'll go on and talk a little bit about the predictions uh, for the upcoming week um, so we're just going to fire through um, all the sort of major games senior games that are going on and if you just let me know who you think is going to win you're more than welcome to put a score down some people do some people don't entirely up to you um, okay. We're going to start off with the Cottages.com McTavish Cup second round game between Fort William and Glenuckert, who surprised Levitt in the last round. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, I, I was looking at that one. It'll be a tough game, that one. They're both quite like 
physical teams, the question with like no holds barred, you know, they're swing at everything. So, yeah, I think it will be a, a tough game. I, I've got Fort winning three one. I've put a score down, but <laughs> don't hold me to that. No, no, you get what you'll be bloody held to it. Like I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair enough. Well, I've, I've got Fort winning three one. You know, they're at home, so uh, yeah, I think they'll have enough to get basketball enough for it. But it'll be a pretty tough game. It'll be. Yeah. Feisty. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, some of these teams you will be familiar with from playing in the league. Um, in fact, you'll be familiar with all of them because I'm pretty sure they were all, yeah, all of these teams in the Scottish. Um, Glasgow Celtic Society cap were in the Maui National last year, so we should be fine to just fire ahead in that case. Uh, GMA are welcoming Butte. Yeah, so no, we yeah we did play Butte um, in 2019. It was a tougher game. It was, I think it was a long grass game and it's a long trip down to Butte from Sky but no it was a good game um, GMA of course um, they've got a pretty good team uh, kind of have that sort of like Highland um, migration down to Glasgow like um, <laughs> boosting up their squad so um, I've got GMA winning 4-0 okay. um, I think it'll be pretty comfortable they're pretty good at the back but um, yeah I don't think it'll be easy easy work for them at all Absolutely. No, I think that's fair enough. Um, in the other game in that competition, Inverary, who you just played, will be at home to Oban Celtic. Yeah, I, I, we, we've played Oban Celtic before as well. Um, they have a few interesting scorelines every every year. They're good for like a, a wee shot. they got some good, uh, some very good individuals there, but mm-hmm. I think Inverary will want to bounce back. Uh, they're probably hurting a wee bit after that. Um, I know we would be if we um if we lost that game, so I've got Inverary going three one against Oban the uh, Oban Celtic there, yeah. I reckon. No, that's fair. Um, and the Maui Senior Leagues now. We'll start off in Senior League B. Actually, we'll come to A at the end, since that's the one that Sky are in. Um, Maui Senior League B. Week before the Camnacht Cup final, Bewley are going to welcome Lovett Camnacht Cup finalists to Brave View. Well, I think uh, personally, you're not going to like this one. Mm. <laughs> I've got I've gone for Lovett, but I think it will be three two. Okay. Um, I thought Bewley have uh, looked really good this season. Um, kind of rejuvenated. I wasn't expecting that much at the start. Um, they seem to have got a few boys and a good string of results going. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a really good game. I, I penciled that one as like the game of the week. I think that will be yeah. the kind of um, best what best watch. Um, but I think Lovett they've got enough uh, in the tank to you know get going, and they've they're just off the. Big Cavanagh semi-final win, so they'll probably be pretty, pretty buzzing about that. So they'll be going into it with uh, confidence. Yeah, so I reckon absolutely. it'll be three-two. Uh, Brave you, but I don't, sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. Fine. I mean, this might be the shortest podcast in history. You better get uh, yeah, ejected off the call. <laughs> um, no, that's that's fine. Um, you're you're right in everything you said. You know they are going to be flying high. Um, they beat us three two in the last game um, at Balgate, so you know it's not an unrealistic scoreline, I guess as well. Um, okay, I think we'll just move on before I uh, talk myself into a hole in that game. Uh, can, can you see a welcoming Caber Faye to the Dell? What do you think is going to happen there? Um, I can't see past uh, Can you see? I mean, after losing that, they'll be hurt in a wee bit, so they'll come back. Um, like Cabers have always got um, they've always got a shock in them as well. I mean, they got Craig, they got Kevin, and hmm. um, Blair as well. It's just uh, unbelievable at the back for them, and they're a completely different beast where they're when they're playing and when they're not. So, um, I've got it. I think they'll probably score. I think they've got enough up front to score a couple. So I've got 5-2 um, final score. But yeah, 
think PUC will have enough to do that, and they'll be hurting enough that they'll put five past Cabot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think that that's uh, that's too unrealistic either. I certainly can't see a repeat of the scoreline earlier in the season between the two sides, which I think was actually 13-0 for Kinesi. Yeah, well, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, you know, Caberfey, we were missing a couple of boys that day. Blair's just come back into the team, um, which strengthens that unit considerably. So, yeah, I think you, you're probably right that Kinesi are the favourites, but I don't think it's going to be any anywhere near what it was uh, earlier in the season. Strathglass uh, at home against Newton Moore. What do we think here? Yeah, well, I don't know, but Strathglass are uh, like a strange team. They've been quietly doing quite well I thought when I was looking at the results back mm-hmm. um, and it was a uh, 3-1 last week to um, Shields so I've got that again I think Newtmore will win I think it'll be 3-1 again though mm-hmm. um, yeah they're stuffy and they're good uh, I've been impressed by them this season yeah I think uh, I sort of agree with you as well you know that although they've not been getting necessarily wins um, they are playing in an extremely difficult league if we look there can you see Caberfey Levitt Newtmore like that's not an easy league to get wins in but they've not really been you know disgraced or turned over in any of the games either so you know that that sort of points to uh, maybe some more quality than than has been there in the past I mean obviously they finished seventh in the Maui National in 2019 um, but you know you would have maybe gone into this season expecting them to be turned over by these sort of big teams but it, it, it hasn't transpired that way so I mean that's all credit to them but again I agree Newtmore probably will have a little bit too much for them um, Maui Senior League C just one game this week due to the Glasgow Celtic Society Cup and it's Aberdower at home to Oban Kamenacht Yeah so I don't actually know too much about um, Aberdower they did come up the sky but I was uh, injured for that game um, but they they kind of held us out for like the first half we were struggling to score and then uh, the second half kind of fitness kind of took over and it was 5-0 yeah. in the end I think um, I think it'll be a similar enough game I've got 6-0 Oban at the moment I don't uh, Open are a good side, so they should be able to score goals against them. And it might be a fitness thing. It would just be a case of how long can Aberdeer stay in the game, and mm-hmm. that'll be good. But yeah, I'm expecting a good performance from Aberdeer, but maybe not a good result. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think you know they're sort of the other side of the coin from Strathglass, where you know both sides have gone into a league with some some really uh, sort of uh, big dominant teams in Shinty. Jack Glass have, you know, not really been turned over too badly, but obviously as we were talking about earlier on, Aberdower lost eight nil at the weekend and, and I think they've lost against Oban Kamenacht eleven um, already this season. Um so, you know, it it is a sort of and I've said it probably every week on the podcast, a baptism of fire for them, but uh, that's only gonna serve them uh, well in the long term, uh, playing against uh, higher quality opposition, etc. etc. Um, but before I get uh, everyone in Aberdower sharpening their pitchforks, we better move on to the Maui Senior League A. Um, Kilmali are at home to Kinloch Shiel. Yeah, well, this one's going to hurt me a wee bit. I do have Shiel winning this game. Um, Kilmali actually played uh, quite good against us. It was um, a horrible game to, to play in. They made it really difficult and it was you know, pouring down with rain. It was one of those horrible games where you think the stick's going to fly out your, your hand when you do a full swing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they made it. They made it tough, and uh, no, they were very good that day. But I think I, you can't see past Shield. I mean, they're riding high as well. Um, I've got them winning four one. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be that. They're a similar sort of side as well. Like Shield can't really get bullied by Kamali, which is what mm-hmm. I think Kamali's strength is. You know, they're they like a wee battle. And yeah. I think Shield that'll suit Shield down to the ground. 
Yeah, that's that's often said about Kilmali that you know they're quite a physical side and and they like uh, they like to battle. Do you think they could then in that case be a worse game for Kinloch Shield going into a major final? Uh, I I don't think so. We weren't we weren't looking uh, looking forward to it before our semi final, which uh, ended up getting moved. But um, yeah, it's not uh, it's those sort of games that you kind of want to avoid going into these finals. But um, I mean. You can't really look at it as getting like you want to play every fixture, you want to win every game, so you've got a and um, you can't ha- like you know half effort it. Yeah. Got to really go in full. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll be buzzing about it, the fact that they're having to go to Kamali, but um, I think they'll probably do enough. They're good, they're good blockers field, so it should be okay injury wise. Touch wood for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the final game and in, indeed your game is uh, Sky who will be welcoming Lachaber to Portree. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, well, I'm not giving you a score on this one. Oh, no geez, <laughs> not, not they always check it out when we come to the to their match, you know. That's when they yeah. just duck it, like, you know. Okay, go on then. Yeah, so no, I'm not, I'll not. i give a score. But no, I think it'll be a, a good game. Uh, Lachaber have been pretty kind of up and down and whenever we played them. Like, sometimes they seem to be... Um, world beaters and then sometimes they're struggling a wee bit um, numbers wise and that so um, it really depends on what um, sort of team shows up but um, they, they've always given us a good game when we played them so um, but back at back at home our home farm's been pretty good on Sky and it's quite a tough place for people to come it's a lot of people's longest journey um, mm-hmm. so yeah I think I think it should be we should have enough to um, to win it if we play if we play our game to the best of our ability but um, yeah it could be a good game I reckon absolutely if you own a holiday home, then we can help you get the most from it. We'll take care of everything from marketing your property to bookings and payments, giving you the time to sit back, relax and enjoy watching the game you love most. Don't be shy. Contact us today for a free, no obligation income projection from one of our Scottish property experts in your area. Just visit the Let Your Property section at cottages.com. Proud sponsors of the 2021 McTavish Cup. Well, thanks very much for doing that. Um, we'll just move on now to do a few questions uh, to sort of round off the podcast, um, mostly about Sky, but then we'll go on to do some sort of more more enjoyable, uh, less onerous questions at the end. Um, so Sky have had some strong results this season. Um, drew nil-nil in the opening day with Telecom's Kamak Cup finalist Kinloch Shield. Thinking ahead to next year, what are the plans you know, is win the Maui National in the expectation list for Sky? Yeah, well, like as you say, we've had some good results this year. Um, the squad is quite young, um, but they're the bags of talent, and uh, all these players have all been playing like the select teams as they were growing up. So um, it's always been a hard thing for Sky to like translate that to the adult game. We've got quite a lot of people like leaving in that. Um, but like this, uh, this group um, seems to be staying. I've always said that. You know, good shanty teams are built on like fishermen and tradies and that, so they stay at home. So we've got a lot of those boys in. So um, yeah, just being slightly inconsistent this season, but that'll kind of come with uh, with age. We've proved that we can mix it with the big boys, but we've also, you know, had a an off day against Kamali and uh, made hard work off Lockaren and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it'll be about kind of maintaining that level of. Um, performance that we're putting in against like the likes of you know love it and we played shield and um yeah that sort of stuff so yeah i think going into next season we'll definitely be aiming for the national i know there's other um teams in the national will be doing the exact same thing but um that's definitely the target i think you aim for that and um 
at least promotion would be um, what we're after. And then hopefully just attack on a cup run on onto that. But yeah, that would be the answer next season, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, teams are built on tradies and fishermen, he says, from a flat in Edinburgh, right? You know, but, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think that's fair. I think the expectation from the wider Shinty community going into next season is probably that, you know, Sky will be challenging for promotion back to the to the Maui Premiership. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see exactly how that goes. But uh I certainly know uh, that there are some other clubs with similar aspirations. Yeah, I don't know. Some green club. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Celtic will manage it this year. Don't yeah. <laughs> um, Okie doke. Uh, you've had a bit of bad luck in the cap draws so far in terms of the size of opposition you've been drawing. You, can you see in the McTavish cap and Levitt and the Kamenak cap? How hard were those games? And, you know, ultimately... Although it was nice to be in these competitions, was the Ballymore always going to be the real realistic target? Yeah, well, no, they're both hard games. Of course, like we were um, heading down to the Dell is always always a tough ask. But um, I thought we actually did quite well. Not great in that game. We lost four 0 in the end, but we it was not until the last like ten minutes or so where that game really got away from us. Um, so yeah, and then the Lovett game back on Sky was. Nil nil until I think one hundred and tenth minute or something like that. So that was that was gutting. But I mean, we had chances in that uh, game as well, and Stuart did his usual stuff. And um, but yeah, again, that was one of those ones where like oh, the performance was actually good, but the result just didn't go away. You know, a few bits of luck and a few bounces you might uh, get out of that game. But you you always see these cup runs, but these are the games you want to uh, be playing, and you want to like play the best team, see where you are. Um, Maybe a wee bit further into the competition would have been nicer, um, but yeah, no, you've got to, you've got to beat the best to be the best, I guess is the the old saying. But yeah, um, yeah and as you say, before the um, before the season, I think the Ballymore was certainly one that was circled as a, a good target, and um, hopefully use that as a springboard uh, for further success. Kind of um, have a good have a good cup uh, cup run in that, and hopefully win it, and then go on from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, we're going to stir the pot a little bit here. Uh, who would you rather face in the Alvance Ballymore final? It's between Butte and Bewley, the other semi final, um, which is obviously the outstanding tie from the last round. Who would you rather take on the final? Um, well, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I do remember playing Butte uh, in Butte. Um, we ended up winning that game reasonably com- uh, comfortably in the end, but it was pretty, we made hard work of it again in the first half. and Got, uh, got really into it in the second half, really. But uh, looking at Bewley's results this year, they're probably the sharper outfit. They're the, um, the bigger challenge. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say I'd rather face Butte, but um, I think both teams would make it a, make it a good game. And um, we're, not, uh, we're not terrified of Bewley uh, by any stretch. Like, we think we can, uh, we've got enough uh, in our tank to, to beat them, but it'll definitely be a good game. But um, if you're asking for just... What would you rather? What would you rather play? I think B would be the slightly easier game based on Bewley's form at the moment. Yeah, um, I thought that that might uh, end up uh, entangling you in a web of things you didn't want to say, so that's that's why that got thrown in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you are right. You know, no matter who gets to the final, it's going to be a fantastic occasion. Um, I was at the last uh, Ballymore final in 2019 between GMA and Fort William and you know it was a really really good game uh, two honest teams but two two strong teams as well so as long as we see more of the same I think we'll be happy um, 
Okie doke. Let's move on then. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Telecoms Camera Cup final. It's coming up on the 18th of September at Mossfield in Oban. Kinloch Shield are obviously your local rivals. You know, is it a friendly rivalry where you'll be backing them to do well, or are you going to be donning the black and white of Lovett? Well, it's it's not friendly on the park if you've ever if you've ever seen one of those <laughs> those games. Uh, they're definitely um, feisty ones. Um, but yeah, I know I know a lot of the the Shield boys. They are good lads, um, but I don't think you'll find me uh, cheering them on for the final. Um, and saying that, I love it with the the team that put us out. So um, they're good boys as well. But you know, that's a bit of a, a bit of hurt there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just announced that um, Janangus Gillis was referee in the final. And, yeah. You know, that's fully deserved. I mean, he's been one of the best refs uh, for a while now, and you know, he's a good sky man. So maybe get the replica replica ref top on or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the easier way to do it. <laughs> abstain from the game <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough fair enough you know you know we're having a laugh here but i would like to echo the the thoughts um regarding gilly you know he is he's a fantastic ref and it's it's truly deserved so you know well done to him and uh, i'm sure he'll uh, make a great game of it on the day um okay moving on it's here a lot of the time and you know i get lambasted all the time because i talk too much about or make too many comparisons between football and shinty and you know they're two different sports and what are you talking about here and it's six aside not five aside all these things come up but anyway um in football you hear a lot about oh yeah i quite like them they're my second team what club do you actually quite like outside of sky yeah well i don't i don't know if i have like a just a favorite team i mean there's teams that you like watching they kind of play um you think they play shinty in the right, the right way i mean uh, I like watching like Canusi play. They're playing uh, nice shinty. Um, yeah, I think Love It Boys play good shinty as well. But I, it's more like I, the boys that you know. Like I know a lot of these boys from um, Edinburgh Uni shinty mm-hmm. and playing the University shinty. So there's a few of the Kings boys down there, and a few of the boys from the Lochaber area, like Malleys and Fort Williams, and a few of the boys as well. So you kind of get um, you're following their results more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, their individual results more than their teams but um, no I, I guess I, if I was to say something that was gone to my head it would probably be Tayforth that's the, the team in Edinburgh so they're the boys that like I've been training with them a wee bit um, here and there so uh, yeah the Tayforth boys are nice and they kind of let me tag along and their fitness preseason is quite good sometimes as well so no that's what I keep an eye out for their score every week just to make sure they're, they're mm. talking along so yeah Tayforth, I'd go for. Yeah, absolutely. I think going for Tayforth is definitely a safe option where you, you know, you're going for a club that's in a division below uh, Sky, so the Sky guys aren't going to be getting on your back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so definitely not. Yeah, safety. <laughs> Won't so. be allowed on the island if I said some other <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, we asked this question three weeks in a row and it got uh, the same answer. Um, so I was thinking about taking it off, and then I had a Kenusi man on who obviously was never going to get me. The answer, Rory Kennedy. Um, you feel free. I'm not pressurising you that any of the the guests this week, as I have done in previous weeks. But who do you think the best player in Shinty is at the moment? Well, it's actually uh, quite funny about uh, Rory Kennedy. I remember playing Newton Moore uh, up on up on Sky, and I was I think I was marking uh, Mikey Russell, and I, I recognised the other two boys, but there's some boy wearing a helmet, and I was like, oh, he's the weak link. He wasn't playing last week. I'll target him, and we had young Ross Gordon on him. He must have been about 15 or 16 at the time. And whenever I got like a chance to pass the ball down that wing, I was like, right, let's target this guy. 
Rossoff have him on it and I mean like I didn't get much of a chance anyway because I was fucking Mikey and the <laughs> player but you know I was force feeding uh, Ross and this guy was just picking it off and he was winning everything I was like oh who is this guy and then at the end of the game he takes off his helmet and it was Rory Kenny and I was like oh how so stupid man <laughs> of course but um, no he's a, he's a good player but um, I mean the players that I've kind of like uh, wrote down here I've got um, Andy King mm-hmm. uh, I think he's absolutely running the show for Kyle's and he makes them uh, makes them tick. So yeah, he taught me a, a shinty lesson when I was very young as well. Is that right? Went down to Tiny Brew and didn't get a touch all day. <laughs> it was horrible. Back up the road was a long way <laughs> for three touches. So um, yeah, he's a very good player. But I am. Um, I think um, I'd have to give the nod to uh, Blair, Blair Morrison uh, from Cabers. I think they're an absolute different uh, different beast with him playing. Um, and now Craig too as well. But. You know, he's just a, he's just an animal player. He wins everything. He reads the game so well, and I don't think to this day I've ever seen him miss hit a ball. It's so consistent with his with everything. So um, yeah. yeah, in the terms of the way that he elevates Cabers, I would say that he's probably the most like, impactful player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go Blair Morrison. No, I think that's that's quite fair. Um, good to hear Andy King get a shout out. He's a good friend of the podcast. Um, Blair. Yeah, he's, he's tremendous. I mean, I was over in Ireland at the at the Shinty Hurling in 2019, and you know, to stand out in a team where there's you know so many like uh, huge uh, world class individuals, you know, you're the likes of Rory Kennedy, etc. Um, really just shows you know how strong a player he truly is. So yeah, no no arguments for me on that one. Um, okay, last bit. We normally end up with this final question, and then we'll do the stick or kick. So it's basically tell me your six aside shinty team. Uh, the only caveat is you can only have one player per team. Do you want to start with goalkeeper? Yeah, shall. Um, so I've gone for um, probably not a shock, but uh, Stuart McDonald uh, from Love It. I think uh, he's just um, just different, uh, different gravy. To be honest, he's always got like some amazing saves i mean you, if you could compile like a highlight video of his or something like that throughout the years he'd be a man so i remember that camera cup uh, back in the day where i think well, what was it kyle's i think they were playing or something like that mm-hmm, but they just like, right. couldn't get past it it was an absolute wall so i think um yeah i'd go i'll go um straight goals. But i'll give a wee shout out to rhino for uh our keeper and he might be one for the future just keep it keep an eye out for him he's good he's good for three or four amazing saves a game warming up against Rhino he just shoots your confidence down <laughs> one hand saves and you're just like oh I'm supposed to try and score today and the other goalkeeper's just picking him out so you uh, shout out to him but yeah. I had to go I had to go Stuart yeah. yeah no that that's fair enough and I mean I think Stuart showed again at the weekend you know just how good he is um, what I will warn you against right now because we don't like letting people off the hook is that you're not allowed to give me a player for each position and then say I'm also giving a shout out to the Sky Kamenak boy because we want to get you we want to get you in as one. much trouble with the boys as possible here that's fine that was, that was the only one I got <laughs> no, um, so I yeah in defence I've gone uh, I've gone for Blair because for obvious, <laughs> obvious reasons I suppose um mm. I've already said it in the last bit, but yeah, I think yeah, in sixes as well, I think he'd be a good player because um, he can move as well. So that's what I like in a sixes team as well. Mm-hmm. So and then the other defender I've gone for uh, Andy King, and he he provides like an energy level and a reading. And I think that sort of two would almost be like a, a, a like a basketball team in mm-hmm. six aside. Like they would, you'd find one of them bombing forward every so often, and that. Yeah, maybe amongst the goals. I don't know how good they are at shooting. But... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Andy Andy King is just, I don't know, it's like he's got that, 
a fire cracker up his jacksy sometimes you know he's just oh. absolutely motoring about the pitch like a madman when I mean, we were at the yeah. we were at the um artemis mccauley cup final and you know we're talking about a guy who's you know the guy's about to hit the ball he's gone full swing and andy king just comes running in and a slide tackle to block it on his body like you know you said what, yeah. what what are you doing like, that's nice. that's not normal you don't see that on a weekly basis like but he's a tremendous player and he's got you know you certainly can't knock his heart that's for sure Oh, definitely. Aye, we Judas Elm, Judas Elm, money man, never stop. <laughs> Absolutely. Aye, uh, okay, do you want to tell me who you've got in midfield? Yeah, in midfield, I have uh, I have gone for um, a sky man. I mentioned him earlier, uh, William Crossell. Um, I think he's a a great young player, um, and he's just an absolute gazelle. He's <laughs> he's so tall and he's so quick, and uh, I think just those three together would work really well as like a. Sort of like if one goes, the other one can drop in and stuff like that. That's kind of what I was thinking with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the side team. So yeah, just running, running, running. Um, there. So yeah, I've gone for a crossover. But I think, uh, I think maybe not a popular uh, decision right now, but I think in a few years' time, you'll definitely be in there. Uh, and most people's team, I reckon. That's all right. Uh, you know, when Aaron McPhee was on, he had Lackey Shaw in, which I think a lot of people were a bit uh, dismayed with. So don't worry, we're, we're expecting you to at least bum at one of the Sky Boys. Like, yeah. so that's <laughs> right. Um, okay, do, do you want to move on to the forwards then? Yeah, so uh, one of the forwards I've gone um, is uh, Rudy Anderson mm-hmm. um, from Kinesia. I think, again, in like a Sixers format as well, he'd be unbelievable, but he's just a, a bit of a magician, isn't he? <laughs> like, he's. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff he does, like I remember seeing him at like Edinburgh training a couple of times as well, and some of the stuff he's doing, I'm like, how did you manage to do that like, with a stick? So, um, yeah. yeah, I just like I think he's a great player and he's so quick as well. So that's kind of what um, I was going for in my sixes team, running, uh, running mm-hmm. about. And, get some goals, flood forward and flood back. So. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a fantastic player. And, you know, I have absolutely nothing against him. I do genuinely think he's a great player. But uh, I've, for about the last four weeks, I've ended up having the same argument with one of my mates in the pub about who's the better forward at Kinesi. And, you know, he's determined that it's Rudy Anderson. And I'm equally determined and pig-headed that it's Savio Giannini. Um, yeah. and so this has gone on for about four weeks now and I can just feel every week that we have this same argument again My I'm just starting to dislike Rudy Anderson through absolutely no fault of his own he's a fantastic player but it's just niggling away at me why, I don't know yeah. why this guy won't just accept that Savio's better but anyway the less said about that the better yeah. um, <laughs> okay do you want to tell me your other forward yeah well the last forward I've gone for is um I've gone for like if I can have him in his prime, I've gone for Glenn uh, Glenn McIntosh from uh, Newton Moore. Um, just as like a, a target man, um, we played him in the Cannes Cup uh, semi final a couple of years back, and we were in that game, we were mixing about, and we were doing okay, and then a couple of balls went up to the top, and then just Glenn Mac just like takes it down, bang, scores, and he scored three that day, and we were just out of the game. I think we lost four one in the end, but. The, the play was the play was there but just yeah he's just unbelievable just goal scorer so um, yeah. in terms of like out and out goal scorer I think there's nobody really been better in the past week while than uh, Glenn Mack so yeah that's who I've gone for yeah no, up an, top another sensational forward um, 
Yeah, trying to rub in the pain because uh, I'm not sure if you know he scored four goals at the weekend against Bewley, uh, second team in the Sutherland I, Cup semi final. I did see that, yeah. I was going to say, I don't even need him in his prime. He's still scoring goals. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, so oh, I was at that game. So, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for reminding me about uh, his no call. You're very welcome. <laughs> As if I needed that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I mean, a good team. A good team. Um, I'm looking at here and it's. It's hard to argue, um, you know, I mean, you have got a Sky guy in, which I suppose a lot of guys might dispute, um, but, but that's to be expected, I suppose. Um, okay, we'll move on now and we will do the weekly stick or kick. Uh, so essentially what it is for anyone who's listening for the first time, it's if you could change one thing about Shinty, what would it be? It can be anything from a rule that you think is actually going to improve the game to something downright bizarre that just annoys you. Um, so... What would you choose, James? Yeah, well, it's a it is a hard one because <laughs> this, um, you know, you played the game for so long and it's so like you know it's so storied. But um, I, I've gone for um, and this might be because of my attacker. I think a lot of defenders will hate this, <laughs> but uh, I hate the fact that you don't get a yellow card for just intentionally wiping someone out <laughs> when they like when they you get rolled or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of times where like um, that's a big part of like my game because I'm a I'm a quicker player. I don't really want to get involved and stuff. So I'm trying to roll people and I'm getting through and then all of a sudden you're upended and you're oh, I'm looking at the sky here. Um, so yeah, I don't really know how to do it. I don't want to use the, the big F one, but like, you know, in football, uh, like they made the rule of like genuine attempt on the ball. Um, so like, yeah, it's quite obvious, you know, like, oh, they're going for the ball, but they've caught the man, that's fine. But, you know, if they just wiped out the back foot or something like that or tripped you, yeah. I think maybe... A wee bit of yellow card. I think you find more like uh, more goals that way. I think you know after after a while. But um, yeah, I think defenders will be raging at me for, for that one. Yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking about uh, the the people in the podcast before. I think when Andy King was on, he said we need to calm down with cards and then the game's going too soft and that. So that's yeah. a, that's the two well, sides I, I of the coin. I don't like cards to be honest, but I just like think uh, when you're being blatantly obvious. You know, some people are smart about. I respect that and they like you know they wipe you but then they like come over and they're like oh you're alright we pick you up and you're like mm-hmm. okay yeah I'm fine but like some of them are just ridiculous you know? yeah. get um, a belt on the whip and you're like what's going on here and the rest exactly I mean, I do somewhat yeah. agree with you to be fair um, because you know the reality is it's not like it's not a skill of the game to be able to take someone out so you know you should really be penalized for breaking the rules without actually using any skill you know anyone i i could i could run on and kick someone over like you know it's not a, you don't need to be too talented to do those yeah. sort of blatant uh, professional fouls but yeah yeah i'm not sure um we'll uh, we'll wait and see what feedback we get on that um that pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast so you know unless there's anything else you would like to say then i would just like to say thanks very much for joining me james no thanks for having me it's been good fun you've just listened to another episode of the half swing shinty podcast this week's episode was sponsored by cottages.com my thanks go to my guests this week as well as to you for listening if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to follow us on twitter at half swing pod and pass the pod i would also like to thank glasgow band pizza crunch for letting us use their single coma inducing gibberish as the intro to the pod you can check them on, out on spotify they are great my final thanks go to fergie mcdonald for letting us use the shinty referee to play us out <laughs> Fort
time of Haber, yes, he travels many miles. Glenarchan, Inverarik, and Lochshiel, and Newton Moor. Him use he beauly love it, and Lochcarron by the shore. Glenorchy, Owen, Celtic, Arnamurchan, and Strathglass. Kilmorry, Beauty, Lorne, and around the Brender Pass. There's Midder, Gael, Boleskin, and Glengarry near Loch Ness. Strachar and Lochside Rovers, Copper Bay and Inverness. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt above his knee. Is the roughest, toughest man around Shindy River Lee. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt above his knee. Is the roughest, toughest man around the Shindy River Lee. There was only one winner today and that was Shindy.